Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for the post-match pint in association with Purity. I'm Dan Bardell, joined by Omar from the Villa Talks podcast. And Omar, a, a really enjoyable game, really enjoyable victory for, for Villa tonight. I actually thought Spurs having the fans in worked against them. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, and uh, obviously what's gone off, off the field with Kane uh, probably had an impact as well, maybe. Um, they looked completely... Uh, out of it really apart from the first 10 yeah. minutes when we look a bit sloppy they look terrible but you know you've got to give credit to to Villa you know we look like the top 16 let's be honest mm-hmm. we look like a team in the ascendancy and we look like the Villa from the first few months of the season that's what, yeah, we, we, really that's what we were doing game in game out against all the teams really and and we look fantastic it's just a shame we didn't obviously cap it off with a few more goals that we should have really got but a great display and and you know we'll touch on it in a second I'm sure but it really shows you, you know, I know it's been a really frustrating few months. It has been. It's been terrible. And we've all, we've been critical uh, ourselves on about Smith, about the players on here. But, uh, you know, you can see the signs of, of the team that we've got. And then a little hint to the future as well, towards yeah, the end nice. there as well. So brilliant. Fantastic, fantastic night. Great, great victory against a Spurs team that we never, ever seem to win against. So brilliant. No, nah, man, the last time I remember us winning at, at Spurs away would have been a, a Benteke header, the 1-0 on the, on the way to the cup final. I think it was actually, I think that was the week before the semi-final at the time when we started to get some momentum and, uh, and a good old team. But yeah, a really enjoyable performance from Villa. I mean, everything, we saw the bad side of Villa really in the second half against Crystal Palace, but really across the whole 90 minutes there against Spurs, we looked a good outfit. And like you say, back to the Villa that we were enjoy watching before before Christmas. A, a lot to like about that Villa side. A couple of changes to the team, but we looked more solid, more compact, carried a threat on the counter-attack. I mean, I think the number 10 starting does help a little bit with yeah. that, but it wasn't just about him. There were some really other good performances as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, um, apart from the first ten minutes, which you know, obviously Nakamba was was woeful with their goal. But apart from that, I thought he was really great. I thought he played really well. Did what he's supposed to do: break up play, win tackles. Yeah. 
you know, cover the fullbacks. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, I thought Truri really stepped up today because uh, I thought he had an awful game against Palace, but he really stepped up today. Uh, Watkins full of running, the defence house, Mings target again, Mr. Consistency. Uh, you know, just never has a bad game. Just the whole midfield, McGinn especially as well. You know, I've, I've been sort yeah, of... Yeah, back to his best. Yeah, I've been critical of him uh, quite a lot in these last few m- months. But we've seen signs of it, haven't we? Crystal Palace, we saw the best and worst of McGinn against Everton uh, and, and, and games that have gone in the, like, the last few games. He's shown glimpses of him being back to his best. But today was a was a proper John McGinn performance. You know, he dominated that midfield. He won that midfield battle against the likes of Hoiberg and, and Winks and uh, along with Canberra. And, and, and it made a massive difference because it freed up Jack and Grealish and Watkins, uh, sorry, Grealish and Algarzi and Watkins on the left-hand side to, to cause chaos, which is what they did. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe it took Spurs so long to make a substitution, to, to be honest. I, I couldn't believe Because like you say, we absolutely dominated midfield. It was Nakamba who, who started next to McGinn and it was Nakamba who obviously was at fault for the for the first goal. Yeah, he's a funny player, Nakamba, because weirdly, I think we look better with him in the team. He does the complicated stuff really well, like covering runners, tracking people. He, he gets in good positions defensively to, to intercept the ball. But he really struggles with the simple stuff. I mean, you talk about Jack Grealish, he, make, he, he makes everything difficult look so easy. Nakamba's the opposite. He yeah. makes the easy stuff look so, so hard. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, he's... He's one of those players, isn't he? He's not. He's a bit like Algarzi, maybe Traore, Trezeguet. You know, these players who are good squad players and good for certain situations, certain games. But if you want to push you on to the next level, they're probably not at that level. But they're good players to have because they can put in performances that win us games. And and Nakamba, it's a difficult one because I think if if Jack's not playing and we're not firing all cylinders in the attacking third, then someone like Nakamba does stifle you a little bit because you can't then play through midfield and you need someone like Dougie Louise to then be the one who's, you know, spreading the ball, dictating play, etc. Uh, but if you've got Jack firing, or Garzi firing, Watkins firing, then the Camber is a good player to have because then you've got a player who can win those balls and get us on the counter straight away because that's what he does. You know, he play, he wins the ball, keeps it simple, and then we go. Um, and that's what he did really well today. It, it, it's one of those players, you know, mate, I don't know, has he got long-term? I don't know, but he's, he's a useful player. The criticism he gets... Some of it warranted, some of it unwarranted, I think. You know, he's he's a decent player, I think. Uh, and, and I thought against Crystal Palace, you know, he should have come on. I thought that was a mistake by, by Dino. And, you know, he would have been... A good, he's a good player to see out of game, I think. You know, he's he's that kind of player. And he's a good player to have in the squad. You need that kind of player. I think from looking at next season, if we can get that type of player, but with the ability and yes. the pre- physical presence um, to maybe dictate play and be able to you know, play play a better style of football, then that's what we're looking for. Basically, a better version of Camber. And if we can get that, then, you know, that's that's exactly what we need to push on to the, to the next level. It was interesting that, that he started. Obviously, you, you spoke about the game before where he, he didn't come on. It kind of felt like there's a, a lack of trust in anything better on the bench to come on and try and stem the flow a little bit of the way the game is going. But he's been given the big start today. And in fairness to him, He's been given a few starts, and when he has started, generally I feel like we've tended to win. And he, him yeah. and McGinn, I feel, I feel when he's next to McGinn rather than Louise, McGinn yeah. can do more of what he wants to do, more of, of what he's good at. And he's, he's pressing in the first half, especially McGinn was winning the ball back for us a number of times, and Akamba was doing the same. Let's talk about about the goal. Obviously, as we've said, an Akamba mistake. Really nice finish by, by Bervine. Yeah. I, I, thought, I thought he did really well, but it was one of those goals. It felt like a typical Villa goal to concede because you've made the initial mistake, mm. and the ball's bouncing around, bobbling around, and there's perhaps chance maybe to, to make a foul, perhaps to, to nick the ball, and none of those things happen, and he just runs through, and he, he hits a wonderful finish. I mean, he's barely played a game all season, Bergvine, <laughs> and, and scores a goal. 
Yeah, well, I mean, there's not much to say about it. Is it? It's, it's yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. It's true. Dealt with it. You're expecting the worst, aren't you? As soon as that goal goes in, you think, oh, yeah. this is it. You know, because I was talking to some of the other lads on from our pod on on, on WhatsApp chat, and uh, we were just saying it's just it Spurs a bit like Man United for us. Uh, in that we can play well, we can play decent football, but they'll get like a lucky goal or we'll make a mistake and they'll suddenly be two or three up and that's it, the game's done. And as soon as that goal went in, I thought, that's it, that's, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be one of those games. But, you know, we should do better. I mean, we lose the ball, but Nakamba can nick the ball, can be stronger. And I think McGinn could be stronger as well. Just, and just, just foul, mate, the foul. foul yeah, just, 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 yeah. just, just sort of come together, hold him off. If you get a yellow card, you get a yellow card. It's simple as that. Because he's not going to give a red card there when there's three or four players no, no, there. No. But... It's one of those, you know, it happens and it's one of those with hindsight, you'd probably have done something diff a bit differently. But, you know, that was really it. Like, apart from the first 10 minutes where we looked sloppy, um, I thought we looked a bit lethargic for the first 10 minutes. But then as soon as Jack got into the game, McGinn started dictating, then that's it. We went, we were all flying, uh, all guns blazing after that. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the first 10 minutes of, of either half, I thought that was when Spurs had had their little spells at the start, at the start of each half. But the reaction was good from Villa. They didn't let their heads drop. Made a mistake. They got their their friend out of jail, Nakamba really, and started to started to play some really good football. And then obviously it wouldn't be a Villa game if there wasn't some kind of VAR disaster for us. And how we have not got a penalty. I mean, I literally sat on my sofa laughing because I just yeah. couldn't believe what I couldn't believe the ref didn't give it. I thought it was quite clear at the time. I think I saw the ref mouth. The ball was already out of play, which wasn't yeah, true yeah. because the ball, was, the ball good, was still yeah. in play. The ball was still in play actually when he wiped him out. Two. What were VAR watching in the in the booth? I don't know. I mean, I've seen some bad performances in a booth, in a booth before. I worked with Tom Julian for a long time, so I know what it's like <laughs> to have a bad performance in a booth. He'd what, be defending what, the ref, wouldn't he, Julian? Oh, no, he could, this season, I tell you, he's been a big miss this season because there's been some absolute howlers, and I would love to see him worm his way out of some of the things that we've seen. But then the VAR have looked at it and just... I, I'm laughing while I'm speaking about it because how they can watch that back and say, that's not a penalty. It's unbelievable. And again, it comes down to the, is it a clear and obvious error? I think it probably is. And does the ref not want to go and have a look at the screen and and see what's happened? And maybe trying to, try, I don't know whether he's speaking to VAR and saying, look, I've seen it. This has happened. I've decided it's not a foul. But something's got gone, gone amiss there. What on yeah. earth has happened for that not to be a penalty? What have we What have we done wrong? I mean, I don't, I don't know if you were like me. The first thing I thought of was, well, well, the ref said I was going out of play. I thought, oh, maybe, okay, that makes sense. He thought it was gone and, and it happened afterwards. But then I thought, as soon as you saw the replay, that's it. It's done. It's a pen. The first thing I thought of, I don't know if you were the same, was the Harry Ken penalty against us. Yeah, Harry because that was, going out, that was going out of play. It was, it was out of play. It was literally out of play. And and Cash has come in afterwards and, and it's... And he's been given a penalty. So you just want a bit of consistency. And we've all said it. The thing is, though, I understand, you know, it's never going to be consistent because a lot of these uh, um, decisions are subjective. It depends on who's in the booth at the time and all that kind of stuff. But it never goes for the smaller teams. It never does. It always goes for the bigger teams, so well, the so-called bigger teams. And we, we haven't had a decision like that go for us this season. I can't think of many, apart from maybe Matty Cash against Southampton where it hit his thigh. But even then, letter of the law, that isn't a penalty. So you understand it. Yeah. But it's, it's it's clearly a foul. You know, he's the ball's still in play, and Larus has just bundled him. He's hit him at the side of the knee, and he's buckled. And it's not even like Watkins is, you know, one of those penalties where you know you leave a leg in and you hope, wait for the contact. Larus has sort of put his hands up not to hit him, but he's gone straight through him. <laughs> it's so clumsy. It's so clumsy. So clumsy. Oh, I just don't understand. And they didn't. And this, in a half time, they 
maybe it was a Jamie who uh, mentioned it for like a second, but they didn't even Reason look at it, it again. They didn't even look at it again. If that was the other way around, you know they'd be spending 15 minutes looking at that penalty and saying, oh, it's a travesty. Harry Kane could have scored a goal in his last ever appearance in White Hart Lane. Oh, yeah. Sorry, whatever it's called, the Tottenham Stadium, whatever it's called. Yeah. I can't remember what the name is, but you know, you know, you know what they'd be like. And it's just... I'm just bored of it, honestly. I'm so bored of it. I'm bored it's of talking about decisions like that. It's just it's a classic. It. I mean, we can laugh about it now because obviously we, we've won the yeah. game and it hasn't cost us at all. But if we'd have drawn or lost today, we'd mm. be on here absolutely raging. You know, I mean, you say everything's subjective and you're and you're absolutely right. That's why VAR is pointless for me. In let, because offsides do everyone over. That, that's just a fact. It yeah. does everyone. No, no one gets it easier with offsides. Although yeah. again, at the start of the season, it did feel like we had a bit, a bit of a bad run with it. But it's the same for everyone with stuff like that. It's not the same for everyone. You've now got another layer of people making bad calls. It's just pointless. Just being in for stuff like that. Just let the referee make the make the call, and and that's that because he he's beyond a joke now. How that wasn't a penalty was ridiculous. But again, I mean, you can see Dean Smith and Neil Cutner's reaction on the on the sideline they were yeah. aghast they could not believe what that what they'd seen but the good thing again is a bit more adversity but we saw a response at, t- at times in the second half of the season when things have gone wrong there hasn't been that response but you just felt like but Villa wanted it today but Villa were at it and that's when Jack starts to come in the ascendancy a little bit more nowhere near full fitness you can absolutely tell when he's running at full tilt he's not at his optimum level at all but even at 50 60 percent match fitness He's still so, so dangerous. He causes so many problems. And what I was noticing was he just ups the game of everyone around them. You know, people want to give him the ball with the right way to pass because they know if they don't, he'll shout at them. And it's almost yeah. like when they make a bad pass, it's this, they're so sorry that they're so worried about Jack shouting at them. They know what a good player is and what a weapon he is for Aston Villa. You know, and if, if Jack makes a bad pass, it's almost like the players think, it doesn't matter if it's Jack. He'll do something really good in in 30 seconds' time, and it, and it doesn't matter. But just just having him on the pitch, even pre-game, I tweeted out, just seeing his name on the team sheet, you think, yeah, we've got a good chance of getting something today. And and that's how the game turned out for me. We got 70 minutes out of him. But in that first half, he was he was the danger man, despite not being anywhere near his best level. Yeah, 100%. You know, he's... Um, you know, it's no coincidence that we've been so poor without him. You know, he's our, by far our best player. But it's not just in terms of his ability, it's the way that our team play, the, the way that we play football. You know, without him, that interlinking player, you know, we thought Barkley would be the one to step up. We've talked about it before on the pod about yeah. Barkley being the man to step up if Jack ever got injured and he's, he hasn't done it, unfortunately. But we need that type of player because it means we keep the ball up high up the pitch and allows our players to get forward. Uh, and it allows us to make make opportunities. And, and you know, Dean Smith in the, I don't know if you saw it on Talk Sport, he was talking about uh, defensively we've still been pretty good. He was saying about yeah, that. XG, XG against stats has still been fairly consistent. I don't think they've been quite as good as the early part of the season, but they've still been pretty good. It's just our creativity has been lacking. Obviously, Jack Grealish is a massive miss for any team, but for us especially, you know, you know, let's be honest, we all know, Villa fans all know that without Jack Grealish, we're a bottom half team. You know, we're just probably maybe a 15, 16th sort of place team. That, that's, that's the reality situation because that's the squad we've got. Our first 11 is a match for anyone. After that, it, we struggle a bit. And then without Jack Grealish, it's even worse. But with him, you know, we're, we're, we are on par with the likes of Everton, not far away from Spurs, and better, probably on par with Arsenal, probably slightly better than Arsenal. You know, we, we'd be, with Jack Grealish, we'd probably be maybe eight, nine, ten points better off, and we'd be near the other places, easily. Yeah, we all know yeah. that. And that, from where we were two years ago, I, and I don't, I don't want to talk too much on this, but all the stuff about Dean Smith being, you know, out and all that kind of stuff, you know, we've been critical of him. He's made poor decisions. He's got to improve, definitely. But all the players, everyone needs to improve. There's no, there's no such thing as a, a perfect player or a perfect manager. Uh, but 
to to be where we are at, we're we're in two years we've managed to get on par with these teams who've spent hundreds and hundreds of millions of pounds and been in the Premier League, you know, for much longer than us now, and and have almost like a ten year head start on us. Let's not forget because it's not just the three years that we were out of it; it was the sort of six seven years before that where we were treading water. And we went down. It's the worst year. Worst year. Worst, year, worst year in terms of finances. And we've had to play catch up. And we, yes, we've spent two hundred odd million pounds, but we've had to buy basically buy a new squad. And for us to be at that level with Jack, obviously, is amazing. It, it, honestly, it's amazing. You you could not two years ago when we were mid table in the championship, you couldn't have asked for any more. And nice. it's a shame. It's a shame what's happened these last few months. Yes, it has been a shame, and we definitely need to improve in those areas that we need to work on. But with Jack Grealish in the team, this team is an exciting team. It's a team to get behind. It's a really dangerous team. There's there's work to be done, but then again, you know, we said that there's there's signs there in the future that we you know we might have some players in the in the youth setup that might be able to step up and help us out as well next season. Yeah, I mean, I've got I've got a mate, producer John knows him as well. There's no other word to describe him, but he's an absolute dickhead. You can't have a proper football conversation with him. But today he texts me the first reasonable thing I've ever heard him say, and he and he said. With Jack Grealish, Villa, Villa are somewhere near the top six. Yeah. And, it, and it's true. And it shows because the first half of the season, we were brilliant. Okay, we had a little bit of a stodgy patch up straight after COVID and he was in the team when that was happening. But he's an absolute game changer. Jamie Redknapp, I think, called him world-class. Old Mika Richards before the game saying he's, he's world-class. And he absolutely is. He's obviously going to be a massive miss for us when he's not there, and we are obviously going to suffer. I mean, I saw someone tweeting today about if you take away the, four game, the, four, the first four games yeah. of the season that we won, We'd be like seventeenth or something, or it was due the or form. We'd be we'd be just above the relegation places. Yeah, thirty seven. I mean, that was ridiculous. If you take four wins away from any side, they're going to move down the league. It's quite obvious. That's twelve. We take away four four wins from every side, then we'd be exactly the same position. So to be fair fair to him, I think he tweeted that you know if we'd won another four games of the games that we should have won, then would be would be basically top six. But it's it's a pointless looking at that. Dean Smith said, you know, you 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 are where you are at the end of the season on merit. That's that's the end of it. And and I think we as fans need to. I get it. I've been critical. We need to just look at it in the context of the whole season and and the context of what's happened. You mentioned there, COVID. That's massive. No other team was hit as bad as us in terms of COVID. We had was it twelve, thirteen players affected by COVID. That's yeah, you know, most of them probably had short-term uh, symptoms or whatever. But, you know, we've I've got mates who've got long COVID. And then they still can't, they cannot play sport. And these are like former professional rugby players, you know, play sport every week, uh, go to the gym every week. They can't do it. They physically can't do it because they're so fatigued. Just going for a walk with their dog, they're fatigued. And, and we're talking about professional athletes here. And at least probably two or three of them have, have probably got long-term effects of, of something like that. And it's going to have a massive impact. Something that we haven't really talked about, and probably Smith has sort of, maybe uh, not not try to big up or, or sort of put in the forefront in terms of press conferences, but I think it has had an impact, surely. Yeah, and our season's completely different if, if Jack's not got that injury. Even if he was just out for three or four games, our season, I'm convinced, looks a lot better th- than it has done at the moment. It's really unfortunate for us that that happened because you saw what happened tonight. I mean, Spurs aren't in the best shape at the moment. It's probably worth saying it was a really bad display from Spurs. I mean, it was compounded by the own goal from Regulon. I was just starting to think, when do, when, why do we never score lucky goals? What does and nothing lucky ever ever happen to us? And then Regulon pulls out his, his right foot. I think Lloris should probably save it, if I'm being perfectly honest, but he's probably shell-shocked at the ball coming towards him from Regulon's right peg. Just a, a lovely goal for us to score, really, isn't it? Yeah, massive. What an assist by Nakamba as well. Oh, lovely, with lovely the, with the mo- one of the masses I think I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know who was aiming at, but but Regulon had a had a, 
a terrible game, didn't he? He had a really bad game, I thought. Uh, yeah, he was given a hard time. Yeah, he's, been off, he's been off the boil the last month or so. He's a quality first. player. He's a quality player, but he, he had a really bad game. But we deserved that, didn't we? Luck. Finally, we, I mean, I can't. When when is the last time we had a bit of luck? I can't. I can't remember. Maybe I'm missing something really obvious, but I can't remember a bit of luck like that. So, I mean, the Liverpool game, we obviously had a few. Yeah. deflections. we sort of used all our luck every one game, didn't we? Yeah. We had after that. <laughs> We definitely, we definitely like. It was like a game of Monopoly. We used all our like chance cards in that one game against Liverpool. All the deflections for the season were, were in that Liverpool game. And then it does. I don't remember any own goals or anything like you say. We're probably missing something obvious, but it, it was good. We deserved that. It felt like justice after the penalty for something like that to happen because the penalty was just so blatant and we didn't get it. And then the own goal, it kind of levelled it out a little bit for me. I was I was happy with that. And then we just continued to press, continued to cause them problems. I mean, they were the masters of their own downfall, really. They, were, they weren't sharp enough on the ball spurs and our, our press was really causing them problems. And then I think what started to happen was, you saw why some players probably will quite enjoy playing football without fans in the stadium, because the Spurs fans started to get antsy. They started to get on the team's back. And players like Harry Winks, it really started to affect them, Eric Dyer. And they, they were rattled. They haven't had that kind of thing for a year and a half. And yeah. we took advantage of that and got the goal from Watkins. And then Spurs obviously booed the team off at, at half-time. <laughs> I really think... I <laughs> really think going, I know, it's crazy. But honestly, anyone oh. who's going on Sunday to, to Villa Park, that is just a, a notification there not to do anything like that because they just look so stupid. There's so many people who've been dying to get back to the football. Even if your team's playing badly, Please, please, please. If we're losing yeah. it half time to Chelsea on Sunday, do not be that guy that's up there booing and booing the team. There, there, there will be a few. You know there will be a few. Just, you know there few. It's just completely unnecessary. It makes you look stupid. We've all waited so long to get back in the football yeah. ground. It doesn't help. We have visibly seen that Tottenham team. Their fans have worked against them today. It's not helped them at all. Let's not do that on Sunday, anyone that's going. Please, please, please. Even if you've booed, meant boo the team off the pitch loads of times in your life. Let's not do that at half time. Everyone's free to do what they want at the end of the day, but my advice would be don't do anything like that because it doesn't help and it showed there. And then It shows how important support is, isn't it? It shows you how when you're down as a team, you're struggling, you you, you don't need... You know, we've, we've done it. I've done it at games. You know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I haven't where, you know, you're, you're playing badly and then you make, someone makes a bad pass and you groan and then every, if you're playing a little yeah, bit slowly, right, you're trying to build... That's human, and, that's yeah, human, human nature. nature. But it doesn't help. It gets on players' backs and they, and they really struggle with it. But I, just quickly, I want to talk about... You mentioned there about... Um, Eric Dyer and and Deli Ali as well. And talking about England, um, just quickly. I mean, I, I thought today, if you're watching that game, I know Spurs are struggling, but I thought Deli Ali. You know, there's been a lot of talk about him these last few games. He's come back and forth. He's 25 years old. He's still got plenty of ability. He's still got plenty of room to grow. And people talk about how he could be in the England squad. And you know, he's he's got the ability, or whatever. But I think we saw today. And talking about two battles, Grealish and Ali, I thought we saw 60% Jack Grealish basically run the show mm-hmm. and show everyone up, including Harry Kane, and probably be one of the best players on the pitch without even trying uh, and, and not even being a full pelt. And then we saw Ollie Watkins absolutely just batter Eric Deer. He's a, you know, he is absolutely a, he's a pest. Pest. And, 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 and I think you show, you know, again, Eric Dyer, another player that people talking about, oh, you know, Gareth Southgate likes, he might be in the England squad, etc. I'm not sure. I don't think he's that know. good. But I think we saw today, Ollie Watkins, what a good player he is and what a good player he could be for England as well. And and how poor some of these these players are and how good some of our players are and how, you know, we actually need to acknowledge that these players are, you know, th- th- these could be the future of the England team, potentially, that we've got in our team, which is massive. I think, 
I think Watkins will be in the 26 now. I actually think he'll be. But, you know, Southgate's talking about having the 23 and then having the the, the, the three who only come in if there's injuries. I think he might be the, the striker that's the one that comes in if there's, there's an injury. In his first season in the Prem, Watkins will probably be happy with that, happy with the experience, knowing that he'll be part of the England setup going forward. And I just think he's had a phenomenal season. I don't know how many Premier League goals that is now, but I think he's got five assists as well. You know, his productivity for his first season in the Premier League. He's been incredible. And he scored a lot of goals like that, where he's put the defence under pressure and he's forced a mistake and he's worked something for himself out of nothing. And again, if ever a performance epitomised the guy, it was tonight because he was he's unbelievable. Unbelievable player and probably should have had two or three more goals as well. And, and maybe a couple more assists as well. You know, he's hit the post room, let's not forget, seven times, I think. Yeah, ridiculous. He should, you know, I think he's got 16 goals and five assists in all competitions from memory. Uh, I don't know how many of them, maybe 13, 14 in the Premier League. I can't quite remember how many uh, in the Premier League. But for your first year, that's amazing. But 14 in the Premier it, League, we've just yeah, been told. Just been told, right, 14. That's that's a, that's fantastic. And, and he probably should be near 20, really. Mm. But the amount of... He's missed a couple of chances. He's hit the post a few times. You know, like I said, what a player. And, and you know, VAR. VAR. Offside, yeah. offside tight offside. have killed him. But he's, you know, he's going to... He, and he's a resolute player as well, so he doesn't get injured too much. You know, he's only missed because of suspension. So he's a good player to rely on. He's going to be the, the 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 future for us. And, and you know, we've talked about it before, but what are your thoughts on you know, potentially... Do you think he's, he should be our number one striker and play up front, or do you think he can still operate from a, from a wide position? I still think we need another striker. We we need another striker in that in that squad. It's it's there for everyone to see. If anything were to happen to Watkins, we'd be in massive trouble. It, it wouldn't be quite as bad as losing Jack Grealish like we have done for a third of the season. You know, if we lost Watkins for any period of time, mm. we, we'd have struggled because he he sets the tone for the team. He works so hard. He creates stuff just by working hard. He's a ridiculously good footballer as well. We need another striker, so it's gonna. You either buy a someone a striker, someone who can operate as a striker or can play wide, mm. or Watkins becomes that player because we saw tonight as well. I think I was on with you when I said about Jack playing, Jack going back to being a number ten next season. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, fingers crossed, Jack Grealish is still with with the football club. You know, him going back to number ten, perhaps Watkins operating from the left and getting that striker in. Who obviously we all we all think will probably be Tammy, that yeah. Aston Villa will, will make a move for. You know, I still think that's something that we should do, but you would definitely lose something by not having him as the man up front. I think you, you can't deny that because not a lot of strikers can do the things that he does and operate in the manner that he does and just get goals by just being a nuisance and a pest. And that's what he does. He's, he's so, so good. I did the player of the season vote a few days ago or yesterday, whenever it was, I was so close to voting for Ollie, but I voted for him in the end. But Watkins for me is so, so close because he's had an unbelievable season. And then at the start of the second half, Spurs had their 10, 15 minutes where they looked dangerous, looked like they'd had a bit of a rocket at half-time. Martinez makes one very good save, although I think Target deserves a lot of credit for that because I think his positioning forced yeah. Bergwijn to, to shoot where Martinez was, so I thought that was really helpful, the way Target got himself back to the line. And then another save, it's a good save that you'd ex- expect him to make, but we rode that storm. We looked good defensively today, having actually having concert at right back and Hawes at right centre-back. We looked way more solid than we did the other day against better yeah. opposition. Yeah, I, mean, I I wasn't surprised to see. I tweeted it before. I wasn't surprised to see Conte right back because I think Elmo's really struggled in games. And I, I love Elmo. He's one of my favourite players. He's done so much for us. He's one of these players we've hired, we signed for nothing. He's had a massive impact on the team. He's got us up. He's a massive part of that. He's obviously got the assist in the playoff final. Great servant to the club. But, you know, his days are numbered. And, and he's really struggled, I think. And uh, against Crystal Palace, I think we saw that. And I, so I wasn't surprised to see Conza. And, and, you know, House and Mings for corners and, and aerial clearances and things. I do think we struggle on the floor with House because, obviously, he's not great 
on the floor with his left foot and then playing right centre-back is obviously a bit more of a struggle. But it didn't matter too much uh, today. But Ollie Watkins, you know, you're talking about there. What a player. I nearly voted for him player of the season. I actually went for Matty Target. You know, another player you just That's mentioned. Fair. Yeah, because I think Eddie Martinez. Oh, Johnny, Johnny, he's in the way. We still on. We still still late. Honestly, <laughs> this guy can't resist chucking in the intro in the middle of the show. He just he can't help himself. I love it. He I love cannot it. Help Maybe himself. we should have uh, you know like these old school. I was gonna say if you ever watched Bollywood films, we probably haven't, but they normally have an intermission because they're like ten hours long. So maybe we should have one of those. He obviously didn't like he didn't like your vote. Yeah, but Emmy Martinez is don't get me wrong, has probably been one. I've been probably our most important signing because of the impact he's had on the team and and the performances put in. But even then, he's added three or four dodgy games, I think, still. Which is which is I mean, I'm not being critical. Yeah, he's a keeper. You're going to have that. I think overall he's been fantastic. He's probably been our best signing and, and Warren's been playing the season. But I think for me, Matty Target just, just hasn't had a bad game. We, we talked about it on our pod last time out. He just hasn't had one bad game. He gave a penalty away against... And then that was that. Chaffin. That was it, wasn't it? And that was it, literally. And even that game, he was he was brilliant. And I just think he's been... Even today, he was so good. Every game, he's so good. He does. He, he's not even just like six, seven out of ten. He's eight, nine out of ten. And he's so good on the... Uh, on the floor as well, and, and Chris Tolan challenged Lee at the wheel. <laughs> I, knew, uh, I knew it was coming. I knew I there'd knew. be one thrown in at some it's point. Ru- ruined my so. train of thought now. But yeah, mate, target for me. But Ollie, I mean, Emmy Martinez, Ollie Watkins, Konza, Jack Grealish, they all deserve it. And I, what, I mean, how amazing is it to have five or six players who all could be argued for player of the season, where, you know, last time we were in the Premier, even last season, you know, it was just one one player apart from the last few right, games. We, did, we didn't have awards half the time. I think no, the, exactly. didn't the awards get cancelled about three or four years in a row because yeah, it was just exactly. all so terrible. Oh, we, we didn't have a goal of the month competition, do you remember? Because we didn't score yeah, a goal. Yeah, oh, we've had exactly. some bad times. Come on, we can laugh about it now. We can laugh about it now, yeah. I mean, yeah. I get it. You know, people are like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, when people say, oh, we were the, we were two years ago, it doesn't matter. But it sort of does it matter. Does. Because, of it does. Because it puts you back because you, it's hard to build. You've seen it. Everton, you know, t- I talked about it before. They've spent £20 million plus on 19 different players. And and they're pretty much you know we're level pegging with them. Let's be honest, we're about the and same lo- level. And loads of them, those players aren't there anymore, really. Yeah, yeah. I, I know they've got what, what, six or seven points better off than us. Yeah, I, I get that. But yeah. in terms of you know you've seen the two games against them, we're not there. We're there or thereabouts. With that, obviously we you know they lost James Rodriguez for a few games, but or James Rodriguez, sorry. But you know we've lost Greece for third of the season. It's going to have a massive impact. So yeah. I think you know those teams: Arsenal, Everton, West Ham, Tottenham. We're, we're about that level now, which is amazing. And I think the fact that Leeds have done so well is is I think for a lot of fans it annoys them, and I get it. It's because we, you know nah, you, have we, we, credit, you have to give them credit. You have to give them credit. You know they've got a world class manager. You know every every team pretty much would take Bielsa as their manager. So you know they've done amazingly well. But it does it's the sort of dampens people's um, praises for how well they've done because we want to be the best of the rest but we're not because Leeds are now but you know it's one of those that happens we'll see what happens next season but we're building towards something that's that's hopefully for the future don't want to don't want to dwell on Leeds but I actually think the way we're set up at the moment is more driven towards long time long-term success yeah. than what they're doing because I yeah. think if Bielsa was to leave a lot of those players would struggle I think he's got a lot out of players who aren't Premier League players and I think if he he's not there at Leeds I don't think they're the same side, whereas I think the way we're operating now, I feel like longer term, with what we've got going on with the academy as well, I, I just think we're in the better place overall, albeit they've had a fantastic season and I can't take anything away from a phenomenal first season back to have won as many games as they have. Fair play to them. But they're still spent £100 million, though. Like, that's yeah. 
Yeah, I know they've played a lot. They've had a lot of players injured and stuff like that as well. So I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. They've been fantastic, and I, I really like Leeds. I really like the, the way they play. I really like Bielsa, but I completely agree. You know, everything they do is based on Bielsa, murder ball, and all that kind of good stuff. Which you know, Bielsa's never stayed at one place for too long. So is it sustainable? How, how will that work going forward? Whereas we're building with Rob McKenzie, with Johan Langer with the philosophy, with the youth setup, we're building a, an identity, which is, you know, a bit like what the Villa engine was supposed to be, which obviously was a non-star, no, no pun intended, but, you know, th- we're building, we're building something here that's going to be there for the future. So if, if it does, if next year we're like, okay, Dean Smith isn't the man to take us forward, another manager comes in and he sort of plugs into that, which is exactly what you want. That's the way you have sustainable growth and sustainable success. I mean, we will get back to the game in a second, but you've just got I've completely lost my, my thinking by you just talking about the Villa engine just making me feel like I'll never forget just, that. I'll never forget being sat there interviewing Keith Wilders for the Villa View like years and years ago. And he's talking about this Villa engine. I remember being sat there thinking, I'm not saying a fat lot. I'm not sure this Villa engine actually is anything. And then obviously it turned out that, that it wasn't. So yeah, just made me laugh. Think thinking back to that moment when I was sat at Villa Park speaking to him, which felt ridiculous at the time, but actually everything he was saying to me was yeah. ridiculous. In the second half then. Villa, it just felt like we were, we just needed to kill the game and we just couldn't do it. Could we just it would either make a bad decision or a bad pass right at the death? We need to get better at counter-attacking it. Our counter-attacks felt a bit stodgy today. It felt like we got to good positions and then the final ball, we couldn't quite get there, the final shot. And you thought, Spurs are just gonna shit house something in the in the last minute here. Something, something's gonna happen. But we suddenly started bringing on the uh, the academy. And you're thinking, <laughs> wow, this is an absolute baptism of fire. You know, we're trying to hold on to a one-goal lead and, and nick a goal, but actually neither of them looked phased by it at all. Philip Jim Badais looked, looked pretty good, I thought, when he came on. And Carney just straight away, just settled straight into the first team, didn't he? And nearly bagged a goal on his debut. Yeah. His first yeah. shot, his first shot for the senior team, pings back off the post. You know, it was nice to see those two come on, wasn't it? Oh, fantastic. And and I was surprised. I, I, I didn't expect... Dino to put him in, but he put him in and, you know, right at the death of the game. It, didn't he? He, hinted he hinted at it, at it yeah, yeah, but I thought maybe they'd come on if we're losing the game or whatever, but I love that picture because, I mean, they they added to our team, you know, they made yeah, a they massive did. difference because we were struggling a little bit at that point and they came and held onto the ball. They were... Yeah, they uh, worked some nice get-keeping the ball. Nice, yeah, nice positions. They were yeah. confident. They they were aggressive in the tackle as well. You know, Philogene Bidace is, is a is a quite a small lad and he's still growing. He, he's a massive talent. I, did, I didn't realise how small he was until he yeah, came. Yeah, he's a small lad, but he's he's a good player. You know, he's 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 a wiry character, and, and I've seen him play a few times. He's 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 probably probably he's probably been in the first team more than Carney Chukwemeka, I think, in terms of the the, the substitutions uh, in in the match day squad. So he, he's obviously highly thought of. But Chukwemeka, what a player! You know, he's oh, he just he's got it, hasn't he? Persler talked about him being the best sixteen-year-old in the country, and I think we've seen a gl- glimpses of that. And you know, under eighteen football is massively different to under twenty-three football, which is massively different to to men's football. But it's hard to judge him in a few minutes. But you know, you, you can see the ability he's got. Is it the post with a, with a a nice shot. Uh, he's looked good and confident in the ball. Played some nice one twos. The fact that Dean Smith has, has trusted them in a game where you know we're winning two one and, and Spurs are in the ascendancy shows you the kind of manager he is. You know he's willing to give these players chances. He's done it with Jacob Ramsey early in the season at points. Then again, even when we're winning games, where we thought actually is this the right pl- time to put him on? You know, surely you put him on when we yeah, winning. Yeah, it's big, we're, big we're moments. Big, big moments. He's, put, he's, he's trusting them. That's that's. You know, not many managers do that, and I think that's credit yeah. to him. But these players are our future, and obviously the FA Youth Cup final, which I know you're going to, which is which is massive. Um, that's and- that's what's held to, held Carney back. I yeah. think I yeah. think people are saying he should have been in the first team, he should be doing this, he should be doing that. But really, 
they've wanted him for this cup run and he will have wanted to apply this cup run. The cup run's very good for this player's development as well. You know, so playing 90 minutes in a high intensity game like that for the under 18s probably is more important than getting five, 10 minutes yeah. off the bench. You probably won't see him on Sunday because of the game on Monday now. But it's just it's just a fact that that game is more important to him than playing in a nothing Premier League game for Villa because we're going to finish 11th now, whatever happens. It's more important for him to play in that game than it is for him to play against Chelsea in the Premier League, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And it means a lot to these players. You know, if you just, Yeah, they love it. You, you see what they post on their, on their social media and, and what they're like when they're, when they're playing these games. You know, it means a massive amount to them. And, you know, the likes of... Uh, the big club like Chelsea, Man City, you know, they've dominated this competition. They've done well in this competition. Villa have obviously got a good past in this competition. We've won it before. With the, I think it was the Moore brothers, wasn't it? Um, with, with Luke Moore and, and Stefan Moore with beating Wayne yeah. Rooney, I think it was. Rich so, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, the, for these players, you know, they've worked so hard to get to this position. They've put some amazing performances. They they want to see it through. You know, that's that's what's important to them. And they've got plenty of time. You know, they're, this, they're, they're the future of our first team. So they will have plenty of opportunities, and whether they go out alone or whether they part of the match day squad next season, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. But they've all got massive, massive abilities, and there's a few players like them. But these two definitely, I think, are. I, I think even more so than Louis Barry. I know Louis Barry is the headline grabber, and and Carney's the one. Carney Trickwemeka is the one, and I think Philogene Bedes is good, and I think Bogard is another one that's highly thought of as well. And then obviously Kane, Kane Kessler as well, who's been in a few squads. You know, these are the three or four players I think are probably next in line to to be involved with like Jacob Ramsey and and add massive to our squad. You know, we, we're going to name 25 players in our squad next season, but these players don't count. So they're yeah. really important to have in your squad. And the, and the fact that you can rely on them if you do get a few injuries is, is massive. And hopefully that it's not even relying on them for injuries. It's you know, getting them part of the team, a bit like what Man City done with Phil Foden and things like that. I'm not saying they're at the same level, but... Kind of trick with Mecca, there's no reason why he can't attain to that kind of level. He's got all the ability in the world. Yeah, he's 17 as well. You know, he's going to be in and around it next season. He's going to play a big part for Villa. I don't think he'll be one that ever goes on loan. I think he'll just be kept around yeah. at the club and he'll develop at Aston Villa. And, you know, I think he'll get games next season. You can you hear about the interest from the big sides in him. That's happening for a reason because he's a very good player, but he's tied up to Villa. So we've got him for the next few years. And if he gets game time, He'll be here for the foreseeable future. And yeah, he's going to be a big part of that squad next season. And I really enjoyed watching them both come on today. I thought I thought it was really good. Anything else you wanna you wanna discuss? I think we kind of glo- we went off on a few tangents yeah. actually about Villa yeah. in general. But that yeah. was a, it was an enjoyable game, wasn't it? I really yeah, it was, sat it was there with a big smile yeah. on my face. I don't yeah, know. I, I mean I didn't I didn't, I didn't, well. didn't mean to talk about Leeds so much. I wasn't I wasn't nah, mentioning them. It's not a Leeds podcast or anything like that. It's just I think, you know, we're obviously trying to attain to these certain levels and I think it does dampen people's mood a little bit but I think in terms of the game itself I think what we saw today is Villa of the first few months and this is the kind of you know we've seen it in glimpses we saw it against Everton away we've seen it the first half against Crystal Palace we've seen it in first half against Burnley we've seen it in various different games where this team has got masses of ability potential and potential this is the youngest uh, squad in the Premier League Um, it's got plenty of room to grow Obviously, a big, big factor in all of this is Jack Grealish and whether he's here next season. I think he will be, but, you know, there'll be pursuers out there. And I think he's he's obviously integral to us doing well next season. But, you know, he's he's a world-class player. He's on, he's on the level of, he's one of the best players, if not one of the, you know, he's probably two, top two or three players for me in the Premier League. Um, yeah, so, agree. we've got a team, a squad made up of pretty much a few top eight, top six players with potential most of the players are mid-table to lower mid-table quality. And then you've got Jack Grealish's sort of top two standard. 
So obviously he's he's going to have a massive impact. But this team has got, like I said, the youngest average squad in, uh, squad in the in the Premier League. So it's got masses of ability, masses of room to grow. You know, we've seen players like Konza, Louise, Target. You know, these players have cash. improved so yeah yeah. It's cash, Matty Cash. He's got again masses of ability. You know, these players have improved so much just this season and from last season as well. Imagine what they're going to be like. Uh, you know. In in the next this time next season the season after you know potentially they can, this squad's going to be together for the next few years it's a squad you can get behind and I'm really really excited about about the future to be honest yeah a lot a lot to like about this Villa team been a difficult few months but today was a, a good reminder that there's plenty to be excited about and there's plenty to look forward to as a Villa fan quick word for our sponsors before we go Purity always sponsoring the post match points we've really enjoyed working with them this season if you use the code hashtag #VillaView you'll get ten percent off all their beer, all their Villa beer as well. So yeah, go and check out their website, get yourself some beer because the stuff, quite frankly, is amazing. It's, it's so, so nice. So go on there and get yourself some stuff. Also watch out for the video coming out in the next few days from Purity. I was lucky enough to sit down with Matty Cash, Emmy Martinez and Ollie Watkins a few weeks ago and talk to them about their last 12 months. So yeah, watch out for that. Oh, I'm plugging it all over my Twitter, I'm sure. So yeah, watch out for that. It was really good to sit down and talk to some members of the current squad about the last year in Claret and Blue. So, yeah, watch out for that. Thanks to Omar for joining me as well. It's been a pleasure to speak to you as always. Obviously, there's fans back at the game on Sunday. There won't be a post-match point straight after the game as there has been all season, but there will be some form of show in the days coming. And Omar mentioned as well, you've got the Youth Cup game as well. So we'll be doing something next week around those two games. Just watch out for them. We'll keep you informed on social media. Have a great rest of the evening. One thing left to say, up the villa. Up the Dino. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.